Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Timeline Tapes, the podcast made by the YouTube channel Timeline. I'm your host, Nate Fisher. Here's where we take the documentaries from our YouTube channel and turn them into podcasts so you can listen on the go wherever you are. In this episode, we'll be exploring the shocking poisoning of Edwin Carter in London, who was revealed to have been born Alexander Litvinenko, a defected ex-KGB colonel who had been secretly working with the British Secret Service. After falling gravely ill, Litvinenko revealed his identity to the local British authorities, suspecting that he had been intentionally poisoned. What followed was an international criminal investigation that shocked the world. The voice of the show is actor Eddie Marsan, who you might know from V for Vendetta, Sherlock Holmes, and the Showtime series Ray Donovan. Throughout the episode, you'll also hear the voices of many police officers, doctors, and politicians recounting their experience with the investigation as well as the voice of Litvinenko's wife, Marina. Spies. The row of alleged Russian interference is showing no sign of abating. Covert operations. Russia's military forces invade Ukraine. Rumors of dark influence. One of President Putin's critics lies dead. As the world wonders how far Russia will go, there's a clue in a shocking case from a decade ago. Its full story still untold. The murder of a British citizen on British soil using the deadliest poison known to man. A state-sponsored killing in London by means of radioactivity is quite extraordinary. 10 years on, Alexander Litvinenko's killers are still at large. And for his family, no justice. Did the Russian state do it? I'll just let the evidence speak for itself. The detectives who investigated the murder have never before spoken, but now they, Litvinenko's widow, and the son he left behind tell the inside story for the first time. It's not only about investigation of crime. It's a right story how to be human. It's a story that reads like a Cold War crime thriller, but is darker than any fiction. This order can be given by only one person, President of the Russian Federation, Vladimir Putin.
remember sitting in my office on the 15th floor of Scotland Yard when an officer came in and the story he told was quite extraordinary. There was a man lying in a hospital bed in North London who was claiming that uh, he was a, a former KGB officer uh, and that he, he had been poisoned. The patient, who'd given his name as Edwin Carter, had been admitted two weeks earlier. It was explained to us that Edwin Carter was uh, seriously ill. They didn't know what was wrong with him. The patient had ulcers in his throat and he could not eat or drink. He believed he'd been poisoned with the heavy metal, thallium. It was consistent with some of his signs and symptoms. So for example, he'd lost his hair, his blood count had dropped. He was very anxious and seemed very preoccupied in trying to make the point that something illegal had been done. I asked whether they could guarantee that Carter would survive until the following morning. And in the absence of them being able to give us that guarantee, I decided that we should start getting his account. Hello, Mr. Carter. Just after midnight, the police started recording his interview. He began with an astonishing claim. My name is Edwin Carter. I am a British citizen. I have, in Russian, I have a name, Alexander Litvinenko. I am former KGB FSB officer, my rank Lieutenant Colonel, my position Deputy Head of Section Top Secret Department of FSB. Of course at that time we had no way of knowing uh, whether what Edwin Carter was saying was true. Can I ask you to tell us what you think has happened to you? I have no doubt that they poisoned me. All that is remained for me is to prove this with medical examination. So you can imagine someone who's quite ill, potentially hallucinating, and then starts to tell people and unravel his story that he's not really Edwin Carter. He's actually a former KGB colonel and he's been poisoned by Vladimir Putin's orders. You can understand that people might have met that suggestion with some disbelief. But Carter did offer the police one concrete lead the number of a contact he claimed to have had regular meetings with at a London bookshop. On 31st October at about 4 p.m. I had a meeting arranged with a person about whom I really wouldn't like to talk here because I have some commitments. You can contact the person on that long telephone number. When the police called the number, a man, known only as Martin, came to the hospital. Martin, an MI6 officer, confirmed the patient was Alexander or Sasha Litvinenko, a former KGB agent now advising MI6 on Russian organized crime. Scotland Yard realized this would be no ordinary investigation. Let's try and understand why he's ill. Let's try and get a story from him. He was still able to talk. Was it a criminal mystery or a medical mystery? 
find out which camp it fell into. If it was medical mystery, nothing to do with us, criminal, we were going to be busy. I born in Soviet Union in Voronezh. I grew up in North Caucasus, it's near Chechnya. After school, I've been recruited to Soviet Union Army. In 1987, I sent to KGB. For 11 years, I've been officer of KGB. I met Sasha in 1993. Very funny, very easy talking, um, very young looking, very handsome and very strong. He worked under investigation of very serious cr crime, but inside of Russia. After 10 years service, Litvinenko was promoted to a highly classified unit. 1997, I sent to top secret department of KGB. My department has duty killing political and high businessman person without judge verdict. And the last things what he was asked to do, to kill Boris Berezovsky. An advisor to Boris Yeltsin, Berezovsky had masterminded his re-election in 1996. Litvinenko claimed he worked for a secret murder squad tasked with Berezovsky's assassination. After I had this order, I said to my boss, I, I refused. After this, KGB opened operation case against me and oppressed me. I love Sasha for feeling not to stand if he thinks something not right. In 1998, President Yeltsin appointed Vladimir Putin as the director of the KGB, now renamed the FSB. Litvinenko raised his concerns about the abuse of power with his new boss. Sasha said, I'm going to see new director Vladimir Putin. He said, what are you going to say? I will tell him everything what I know about corruption. I have meeting with Putin face to face. What Sasha mentioned immediately was very soft handshake. I bring to Putin material about criminal inside FSB. Putin took obviously opposite side. Later that year, Lipanenko and a handful of colleagues took the extraordinary step of blowing the whistle on state corruption at a press conference in Moscow. Organs of FSB started to be used individually. Не в конституционных целях безопасности государства личности, а в своих частных политических и меркантильных целях. When I asked Sasha what might happen with us after this press conference, he said, Marina, we have two ways. One way they will kill me, and another way they will arrest me. Litvinenko was arrested and spent over a year in jail. In 2000, he was released and fled the country. I must escape from Russia. We sit in an aeroplane, went to London. So it's safe, my wife and son. Ask political asylum. Despite being in great pain, he continued to answer police questions for more than nine hours, over three days and nights. He never ever asked for rest. He just said, just please, we need to work. 
there was a clock ticking on, on, on poor old Alexander Litvinenko's life. The idea was for investigators to talk to him in as much detail in the short time he had left to elicit everything he knew because you weren't going to get a second chance to take a witness statement from him. Up to now, only a handful of people had seen Alexander Litvinenko in hospital. His wife, Marina, released a photo to show the world the impact of the poisoning. I remember Sasha didn't like to look like that. But in this moment, Sasha said, take this photo, and I want people will see what they might do against people. Photographs showing his dramatic decline in health were released this evening. As Scotland Yard said, its counter-terrorism unit was now leading an intensive investigation. There's an iconic picture of Sasha, as I call him. It carries quite a lot of emotion for me, and it did for the team at the time. What it doesn't capture is it doesn't capture the incredible suffering that he was in. It doesn't capture the fact his throat was all blistered and um, you know, he couldn't swallow, he could hardly talk. He was in diabolical pain. Litvinenko knew that the heavy metal thallium was the poison of choice for the KGB. When he was diagnosed with poison, now it was like a knowledge. We know what happened to him. Before that, he became worse, but nobody can explain why. The problem was that though it appeared Litvinenko had been poisoned, no one could say exactly what with. We were pretty confident that it was not going to be thallium. You know, that left us with nothing because all of the other heavy metals that we'd looked for, which are commonly used as poisons, uh, the screen for those was also negative. With no medical explanation for Litvinenko's decline, the police sought other ways to move the investigation forward. Post-mortem is one of the most valuable tools in informing murder inquiries. <clears throat> and Sasha was obviously living. And so I wanted to do the equivalent of a living post-mortem on Sasha. Do everything we can as if he'd died. To try and find out, have we got any puncture wounds? Look at all his samples, look at everything. Examine him head to toe, see if we can find you know, that trigger, that reason that's led to his illness. Could a chemotherapy drug have been given to him? Could another heavy metal have been um, uh, a culprit? And then the idea of some radioactive substance was discussed. One of our experts said, well, in, um, in the Sasser's urine, uh, we found a tiny spike of polonium, but it's probably an anomaly in the plastic container. So I'm sitting there and um, Obviously, we've all grown up watching James Bond. <laughs> we all know plutonium, we all know uranium. So, I say, polonium? Don't you mean plutonium? And so, <laughs> this fella very, very tolerantly says, no, Clive, I mean polonium 210. What's polonium 210? Oh, it's the most toxic substance known to man. Okay, how do, how do we find out? 
A liter of Litvinenko's urine was sent to the High Security Atomic Weapons Establishment at Aldermaston. But the tests would take almost 24 hours to complete. Meanwhile, Litvinenko's life was slipping away. For me, it was not end yet. It's still enough power to fight for his life. He smiled to me and said, Marina, I love you very much. But this time when he said it, it was just so painful because it looks like he said goodbye. Litvinenko had been fighting the poison for over 21 days, and now he was sliding in and out of consciousness. The pumping function of his heart deteriorated uh, until on the, the night of the 22nd, um, he suddenly collapsed and um, went into cardiac arrest. The crush bell went. When I first arrived, somebody had already started um, resuscitation. So there's about probably six of us in the room. Time goes very slowly during a cardiac arrest. He had uh, about 30 minutes of resuscitation. When we get a patient back, it's, uh, it's a good moment. So you've done something right for the patient. At 3 p.m., experts from the Atomic Weapons Establishment called Scotland Yard with the results of Litvinenko's urine tests. It was a phone call. It's 10 years ago now, but I can, I can remember it. I can remember it like that. It's polonium. It's a million times a lethal dose. He's dead. No, he's, 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 not, he's not dead. He's, he's very poorly, but he's still alive. No Clive, he's dead. Nine o'clock on the evening of the 23rd, he suffered a further cardiac arrest. We're sorry to announce that Alexander Litvinenko died at University College Hospital at 9.21 on the 23rd of November 2006. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back to Timeline Tapes. Let's get back to the investigation where we've just found out that Alexander Litvinenko, having fought hard to stay alive in order to assist the police with their investigation, has finally succumbed to the poison. I remember it was quite a young doctor who came to us and said, unfortunately we tried everything, but your husband just passed away. I said, can I see him? They said, yes, of course, you can see him. And when we came to his room, Anatoly was with me. Everyone told me my father would uh, get better, he would recover, and then Quite honestly, to me personally, when he actually died on the 23rd, it came to me as a massive shock because I kept, until the, light, until the final few days, I kept thinking he was going to recover. I still remember him in a different way. He was very handsome. But more important thing, I could hug him in the last time, I could kiss him, and I could feel his smile. We now know the former Russian spy was poisoned by radioactive polonium, and that is a first in the United Kingdom. I'd never heard of polonium-210. I know nothing about radioactivity or about radioactive isotopes, uh, but it was absolutely clear that this was something completely out of the, the ordinary, and it just changed the whole nature of what we were dealing with. Polonium is extremely rare. 5,000 times more radioactive than radium, and when swallowed, just one millionth of a gram is enough to kill. For Scotland Yard, the intensive care unit was now a crime scene. It was sealed off with Litvinenko's body to protect both evidence and staff. Where the murder victim and the body is, is always a crime scene. However, he was contaminated polonium. Oh, no one knew what to do. We didn't know how safe it was. What we have now is a murder inquiry, plain and simple. You've got to stick to the facts. Now, in this case, what that transpired as being was following the polonium trail around London. The places he visited are now being searched and radioactivity have now been referred to a special. Traces of the substance that's believed the to have risk killed. to the public is very low. I remember coming out of a Cobra meeting and there was a whole horde of photographers and reporters outside on the pavement and uh, I remember a voice shouting at me, Mr Clark, are the public safe? And I remember thinking to myself, I haven't got a clue, I don't know. The polonium that killed Litvinenko is very difficult to manufacture. This is something that is made in a reactor and therefore you have to have access to the products of a reactor. And the place where 
um, that is made in Russia is a very high security um, operation indeed. So it was perfectly clear. I mean, that was a real marker of who might be involved. Смерть человека это всегда трагедия. Между тем, насколько мне известно, в медицинском заключении британских врачей нет указаний на то, что это насильственная смерть. Scotland Yard now had to work out how the polonium had been brought into the UK and identify the assassin. The clues were to be found in the extraordinary interview Litvinenko had recorded just before his death. I have no doubt who wanted this. This was done by Russian secret service. Because I have knowledge of this system, I know that to kill a citizen of another country, this order can be given by only one person. This person is President of the Russian Federation, Vladimir Putin. The focus for me was to look to see who'd had the opportunity to poison him. I was surprised at the presence of mind he had as he was working through the possibilities of the various people that he'd met on the 1st of November. He was working through it very much with a detective's mind. Litvinenko told police that the day he fell ill, he met with an Italian intelligence analyst. Mario Scaramella called to my home phone. Mario said to me, Alexander, please, meet him. Scaramella had sought Litvinenko's advice for an Italian parliamentary inquiry into allegations that the KGB had tried to influence the Italian government. I said, Sasha, please don't eat because we're going to have this special dinner. It's the 1st of November. It's already six years since we came to UK and the first time when we're British citizen. I arrived to Piccadilly Circus. I find Mario in the square. Mario asked me go eating first. A restaurant, Itsu, opposite Bond Street. He suggests that we should sit somewhere quiet, have something to eat and talk. He is very, very nervous. He starts to talking very fast. Sasha couldn't really understand why the meeting was really important, why he'd been called there, and it flicked his suspicion radar. Scotland Yard sent an investigation team to Itsu Restaurant. How do you search for Polonia? Well, you actually search for it with something a bit like a dirt devil hoover. Because polonium, whilst it's radioactive and it's dangerous, it emits alpha waves. And they only go only go about that far. And so to detect them, you have to be that close to them. Soon after they got in there, I remember getting a phone call, we got a positive indication 
of alpha radiation. It's a restaurant, could be a murder venue. He could treat it as a game of Cluedo. And that's not belittling the approach to it, but Cluedo, you have a room, you have a killer, you have a weapon. And when you get those things in your envelope, you generally solved it. Mario's Scaramella became a person of interest. If you're exposed to it, what happens is, is that you secrete it, and you secrete it through sweat. And you can't control that secretion, so when you secrete it through sweat, in fact, we can, when you touch something, you pick something up, you touch something, we can actually map where you've been. Scaramella had stayed at the Thistle Hotel in Victoria. Very quickly we established that the hotel that he stayed in wasn't contaminated and um, Mr Scaramella wasn't contaminated at all. And so what were the chances of him being involved? They were fairly, they were fairly remote. Why is it so restaurant contaminated? The analysis when it was done goes to show that where Scaramella had been sitting with Litvinenko when they had lunch on November the 1st, that wasn't where the contamination was found. It turned out that, that actually it was at a different table to the one which Scaramella and Litvinenko had sat at on the 1st of November. You could have taken a view that in the clued envelope, Itsu restaurant was the venue, Polonium was the murder weapon, thank you very much, have a lovely day. And then suddenly the envelope is ripped up and thrown away. Police needed to explain the traces of Polonium on the second table at Itsu. The clues again lay in Litvinenko's police interview. He had another meeting the day he fell ill. After the restaurant, where did you go? I go to Millennium Hotel. On this day, I have a meeting planned with two Russian people. First person, Andrei Lugavoy. He is former KGB officer. He had been bodyguard for Prime Minister of Russia. The second man, Kavtun. He has been Soviet army officer, maybe second lieutenant, maybe captain. When Sasha was in hospital, and when we talk about his suspicious he might be poisoned, and I said, but who, who could do this? And he mentioned this meeting with Lugovo and Kovtun in Millennium Hotel. He has come from the bar and say, Sasha, I am here. He says that he must leave for a football match, so we will talk for 10, 15 minutes and no more. On the table there is a few cups and also a teapot. I pour some tea from the pot. For some reason I didn't like it. Uh, it it's almost cold tea. I drink maybe three or four times. And after you drank from the pot, did Andrei Kofton drink anything from that pot? 
No, for sure. The ingestion, eating something was important. So there was huge scrutiny on this, and if it was polonium, it would be definitive. In the end, he looked at his watch. He say, my wife is about to come, and he bring his son. He said, this uncle session. We shake hands, and he go. Police turned their attention to the hotel in Mayfair, where the two suspects stayed. Lugavoy and Cofton were captured on CCTV going upstairs to the gents' toilets. Traces of polonium were found that matched their movements. So we'll go with the hypothesis that Mr. Lugavoy and Mr. Cofton, they had more than something to do with it. Thanks for listening to Timeline Tapes. Join us next week for part two where the Metropolitan Police discover just how far the plot to kill Alexander Litvinenko goes. In the meantime, if you can't wait to learn more, just head to our YouTube channel, where we have hundreds of documentaries you can watch. If you want to reach out to Timeline Tapes, you can email us at timeline at little.studios.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Those are both at TimelineWH. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and write a review, too. I've been Nate Fisher. This has been Timeline Tapes. Let's go down in history together. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.